Welcome to Will and Way. I'm Mary J. If you have things you want to accomplish, if average isn't okay with you, if you want to build the future, but you're also not superhuman and want to enjoy your life today too, you're in the right place. Here we explore how to think better, feel better, and live better in brief but beefy episodes that offer motivation, the will, and practical how-tos, the way, so you always have a next step. Today's guest has been featured on Forbes, Insider, USA Today, and more. Ohan is a doctor of economics and certified financial planner, and he's been helping people master their money for over 20 years. I loved his kind spirit and clear desire to help people start feeling capable and even inspired when it comes to money. Thank you for joining me, Ohan. Thank you for having me, Mary. Thank you. I'm so excited. I am not a financial person, but uh, I feel like I might become a financial person after we talk. <laughs> Sounds great to me. Like in, in any area of our life, we touch, fortunately, and in some cases can be unfortunate, but it is connected to money. But mm. I am here to give the positive message to our listeners that we need to uh, master our skills about money so we can control our money, not the other way around. Yes, I love that. Yes, wonderful. So what got you interested in teaching people about money? So it started like long, long time ago. When people go to my webpage, they will read like over 20 years being in financial industry. And yeah, I am old in that sense, <laughs> but I'm keeping my young spirit. But I uh, got my education in engineering, which I have my bachelor's and master's. But then I did something like in my country, which I born in Soviet Union times, in the country that doesn't exist anymore. So I did something called Candidate of Science, which got translated when I evaluated my diplomas in the United States. I got an equivalency in Doctor of Economics. So I always been in touch with the, and I love how econ uh, economy work all about like demand and supply. There is this very famous saying by Paul Samuelson came to my mind. You can teach even a parrot how to be a good economist as long as you teach he uh, teach the parrot what is demand and what is supply, you know. So I like <laughs> love, love economics. But when I start working, my first job was loan officer. So where and then I became a mortgage underwriter. Then when I moved to United States, the banking is the only thing that I knew as a professional experience. So I found a job with one of the biggest uh, banks in United States in, and in all around the world. I started as a cashier as a bank teller because at that moment I have my language barrier. And then with my language barrier, uh, when I was applying for banker position, they used to tell me like, oh, you have language uh, obstacles, you need to work on your language. But when I was applying for teller position, um, my um, potential employers used to tell me that, oh, you are overqualified because of all your experience that you have. Finally, I start. I found a job as a teller, then I became a personal banker, then I became something called private banker. I got all my securities licenses. 
what I realized working for this long in financial industry that money matters seems very complicated for people who don't understand the money language. Mary, I always mention that money is like a separate language, like foreign language. The same way that if I decide to go to live or spend some time in Japan or let's say in um, some country in Latin America, I need to learn either Japanese or I need to learn Spanish. It will take time for me to practice so I can be able to communicate with people in their language. The same when it comes to money, it is separate language. So the passion that I have about money is just to simplify it as much as I can for people without financial background or financial education to understand the money matters. Because in reality, it's simpler than it feels, you know. It is not easy, but it is simple, you know. So when you get that simple part, then you will make it easy for you. Mm-hmm. I love thinking of it as a language because as I've gotten older, um, I've realized that money isn't this thing that we have to attach all this emotional baggage to, so to speak. It's a tool. But even with a tool, it kind of is a little bit cold and you can't really, I mean, you can learn a tool, but the idea of learning a language, it just sounds so much more appealing and doable. And like you can then do things with it because then you know the language and you can communicate with the language. I love that. And you know, like that's perfect, like description that you mentioned. And you know, personal finance is very personal. That's why it's called personal mm. finance. So mm-hmm. it's different for Mary. It's different for Owen. It's different for John or Jessica. It's different for every individual. And the tool when you are talking about, there are some situations when I'm dealing with my clients one-on-one, I explain them money as a tool. Interesting enough, you Mm. mentioned it to me. Mm -hmm. And I compare it with a hammer, you know, the same Mm. way that you need to learn how to use a hammer because with hammer, you can break windows and you can break cars or houses. But in the meantime, you can build houses or cars with the hammer. So you need to Mm. learn how to use the hammer. The same when it, applies to money it makes sense as well with money many people can do great things always there is this saying yes money brings the best out of you if you are a good person if you are someone who is giving to community who is doing good for their loved ones family neighbors so when you have money you will be able to do more versus like Mm -hmm. unfortunately and there are some situations when people have money and they can do some unhealthy stuff or not Mm -hmm. uh, supporting to the civilization how to say you know so money in a sense is a tool as well but you see Mm -hmm. like language or tools so people will relate it easily yeah Mm -hmm. love that what's one thing almost everyone gets wrong about money one thing uh when i mentioned about that uh um, individuals should invest for their future so it is not only about earning and spending because how it happens like when i was a teller i was um, receiving certain amount of salary and uh, just for hypothetically let's call it thousand dollar month and i used to live on that thousand dollar month so paycheck to paycheck then when i became a banker i was receiving more than double of that amount you know 2,500 just for the record, like hypothetical number. 
And that, again, like I, I realized like I'm living paycheck to paycheck. So regardless of how much money came to my household at that moment, I was by myself in the United States, but I was spending everything. I was not thinking about saving and investing. So what people get sometimes wrong, and uh, I'm not here to judge anyone, that's that's why I'm doing all this to explain them. They think that one day when I have uh, enough money, I'll start saving and investing. Yeah. But unfortunately, it is not working that way. You know, there is very famous saying, if I'm not mistaken, Warren Buffett mentioned it first time and I, it kind of clicked uh, and like light, light bulb uh, went on. And when he mm. talked about paying yourself first, so regardless of how much money you are making, either it is $1,000 or $2,000, you can put certain amount on the side. There is very famous and uh, not that popular, but very famous book called uh, Richest Man in Babylon, which is all about like this idea of like how saving will help you to build wealth. So people get it wrong in the sense that they are waiting for one day that when I have enough salary, when I have enough money, I'll start saving. But it is not working, um, unfortunately, that way. You, you need to start today. There is very um, famous Chinese proverb about trees when they ask, like, what is the best time to plant a tree? Yes, it was 20 years ago, and the second best time is today. The same comes when you apply it to money. The best time to invest was 20 years ago. The second best time is to start today. So I try to explain people that let's start with the budget that you have right now. And you don't need to start with 100 or $200. You can start with $25. You can start with $50. But you will do the first um, important step to establish that habit in yourself, saving and investing. So when you have certain amount saved and invest, you will realize like, okay, now I'm already in that mindset of saver and investor instead of like being a consumer, which is unfortunately the majority of U.S. population and around the world. We are as human beings wired to consume. So all the time we want to have the newer phone. We, we want to have a designer shirt. But guess what? Target shirt does it does the job fine as well. Or Amazon basic shirt does the job <laughs> as well. And by the way, I'm not affiliated with any of these companies. This is a comparison <laughs> that I'm trying to make. Or mm -hmm. if you are owning a uh, iPhone, instead of upgrading your iPhone to the newest one, if your iPhone works fine, the older model, why you don't become part investor in Apple? So in that case, you are switching your consumer mindset to an investor mindset. If you are someone who goes to Costco or Starbucks, why you don't become part owner of these companies? And again, like just I know I'm answering a little bit longer than expected, but instead of just going and picking and choosing stocks, because I don't know what will happen to Costco or Starbucks in 10 years or 20 years, there was a big retailer in the United States I always like to bring up when the conversation comes to investing called Sears. But Sears is not existing anymore. In 2018, they filed for bankruptcy because they were unable to compete with Target, Walmart, and Amazon because they're more easily adapted to this online e-commerce type of environment. So instead of picking and choosing, you can invest in low-cost and well-diversified index funds. So it can be 500 companies instead of 10 or 20 companies, or you can invest in the entire stock market. So these are the conversations I'm having with clients just to explain them like, no, you can start today. You don't need to wait for in some imaginary time in future. 
And of course, that that majority of my clients, unfortunately, are dealing with, especially high interest debt. And they don't think, they don't have uh, that belief in themselves. And me as a money coach, that's my first job to make them to believe in themselves because I do believe that anyone is able to pay off their debt and finally direct these dollars toward the, towards saving and investing instead of funding the bank's big buildings and their and I was one time their employee, but funding their uh, employees' salaries, you can direct it again to stuff that you like doing, you know, by mm-hmm. saving on interest that you are paying on credit mm-hmm. cards or loans. Yeah, it's great you bring so that up. That belief um, that came up in a, another recent episode that I just did, that you have to believe that it's possible first. So I, I love that you mentioned that. Can you give me three truths that we should know about money and how to start changing our minds and our actions accordingly? What are three things I can do today to believe better and act better with money? A very, very good question. And I will, this is like a good segue, I believe it is called in English language, to the wealth roadmap that I created. So I created this document, which is again available on my webpage. Anyone who desires can go. All I'm asking about their email address and, and name so I can send to their email address. So I created these three important steps for ev- anyone to start their wealth building journey. And I know in many cases, wealth will sound like something unreachable, but again, it starts with the belief that you are capable of building wealth. The first step is to understand that everything starts with your goal. Because if you don't know where you are going, you will end up somewhere that you will not even think of being there. It can be good or bad. I'm not sure. But if you leave a big ship on the sea and without any goal to destination, eventually maybe ship will just sink or end up to some other destination that it was not intended at the beginning. So first, I will suggest our listeners to think about their short-term, mid-term, and long-term goals. And short-term, longs. Time is going so fast nowadays with all these social media, this shorter span that people have the instant gratification. I want them to think about like the goals they want to accomplish within one or three years. That will be their short-term goals. And then within three to 10 years, it will be their mid-term goals. And over 10 years, which will be maybe their retirement or finally buying that home, uh, vacation home, or that will be their long-term goal. So depending on your goals, then you need to approach the finance and tackle it a little bit differently. Because for some people, they have a short-term goal of buying a car, and that can be necessity. So there is something called needs and wants when it comes to uh, finance. You know, So our needs, the ma- main three needs are our um, shelter, food and transportation so maybe you need the shelter maybe you need to think about transportation so you can go to work so that will be a need so first again think about your goals second you like it or you don't like it unfortunately but it is about budgeting you know and when people <laughs> listen budget they right away think of like something limiting that mm-hmm. their budget will not allow them to live their lifestyle the way that they are doing now so they are thinking budget will restrict their lifestyle but i 
suggest you or our listeners, not necessarily you, but I suggest our listeners to uh, call the budget maybe spending plan or hmm. cash flow statement just to see how much money comes in and how much goes out. But again, like you need to just see it and see what sources of income right now you have and what expenses you have just to see if you are living in budget which has a surplus, which is a good thing. Then you ask one or you do your homework and you can save and invest. If you have a, if you come to the zero point, then it means like literally you are living paycheck to paycheck. And this is not bad. At least you are not running towards credit card. But when you have the deficit in your budget, that unfortunately even country, uh, United States as a country, unfortunately, um, operating on deficit, then you need to borrow. And unfortunately, the first source of borrowing is people run into their credit cards because they don't have something called emergency fund. And the emergency fund you need to have in place, which is usually like three to six months of your living expenses. So you don't run to your credit card. So in case God forbid, like you lost your job or something happened to your car or some uh, medical bill came out that you were not expecting, you can take from your emergency fund instead of spending from your credit card. So the second step will be budget. And the third step will be that I want to give the message about to pay off high interest debt. There is a saying that uh, people relate to Albert Einstein. I'm not sure about like exactly he was the one who mentioned it first, but um, Albert Einstein mentioned that people who are aware of, who know, who understand compound interest, these are the people who get uh, paid and build wealth. People who don't understand, they are the ones who are paying interest, which is in many cases is a credit card. Credit card is the first thing that comes to my mind when I'm talking about high interest debt. I know like mortgages, if you have mortgages with reasonable interest, I'm not necessarily telling you go ahead and pay off your mortgage, but if you have high interest debt such as a credit card, like maybe 10%, or in many cases, I deal with clients and I see 29.99 annual percentage rate. That's 30% of interest, you know. You are literally like burning money unnecessary way. Instead of like, you can see it and there are different ways um, to pay the debt. One is called debt avalanche, another one is called debt snowball, depending how you want to approach. But the point is, just to get rid of the debt, become debt-free. So you can have some of that from your budget, that cash flow, you can have certain amount you can direct now to your kids' education, again, to buy a house or to your retirement. So these are the three main steps just to um, decide on your goals, to do your uh, budget, uh, income and expenses, and the third, to get rid of uh, high interest debt. And then the fourth, the bonus step I will mention will be saving and investing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that spending plan uh, reframing of budget. That just makes it sound so much more like you're in control and it's a fun thing, even though you may be spending money on the same exact things. I, I love that. That's a great tip. <laughs> Thank you. So this can be about money or it could be about something else. The answer to this question, it is, what's one thing you wish everyone knew? 
You know, I already touched uh, a little bit on the topic and I know we can talk about many things that I learned in my life and I'm looking back and I'm like, oh, I wish someone told me this 20 years mm-hmm. ago, 30 years ago. Yeah. But one thing I wish everyone understands is compound interest. And compound mm-hmm. interest in simple words is when you put, let's say, $100 hypothetically to in, into an account, saving or investing, and um, you are earning, let's say, 10% on that $100 a year. So after one year, you will have $110 in that account. So nice part about compound interest, then the next year's 10% interest will work on $110 instead of your $100 that you put originally. So year by year, you are earning interest on the interest that you earned prior as well. So this is very important uh, for our uh, for our audience to understand. And um, compound does magic and compound does um, great things, but it needs to have some time for it to work. You know, you cannot just invest and expect tomorrow to get some type of returns. So it takes a little bit longer time. But then when you look visually, like at the beginning, it can go like a little bit parallel to what you invested or or saved. But there is one moment that it will go up very like steep, like, uh, hill and that's mm-hmm. the moment when compounding starts working when your money starts working for you i want for our listeners to realize that uh, the key is to have your money working for you there is very again famous book uh, called uh, rich dad poor dad and it's by uh, robert kiyosaki and robert kiyosaki talks about these different quadrants also like when people um, are w2 earners they receive their salary they pay their taxes and there are there is another group of people who are self-employed which can be a barber or mechanic who's still like uh not on w2 but that individual is um in a sense married to their business so they need to open their barber shop and uh, cut hairs or you know, like I talk about hairs a lot, maybe, but <laughs> I don't need a barber <laughs> at this moment. But if you need a barber, you uh, if you are a barber, if you are self-employed or you are a mechanic, you are self-employed. And there are other two categories of individuals who are business owners. These are the people who realize that they can have either um, people work for them or they can have certain like equipment maybe to work for them but regardless of they are in the on their business or in their business they are traveling in europe or they are in latin america enjoying like the weather or anything their business still working and making money for them and the fourth group are the people who realize that money can work for themselves and these are investors you know so i want for our listeners to understand that it is possible you know i wish someone told me before and it takes time it is not the same when you start at age 20 or you start at age 40 because again compounding needs time to do it wonders it's wonders it's magic so i will suggest our listeners to learn what is compound interest and how compounding works that's good yeah i think a lot of people have probably heard about it but give some more time to look into it more and really see how much of a difference it can make and not just know that it can make a big difference but do it so that you can see the results of it yeah that's a great point Um, another question is, and this can again be related to money or not, 
But what are three good things that you can recommend? It could be a book, movie, podcast, habit, vacation destination, anything. Three good things. Oh, maybe it will be a little bit biased that we talk about money a lot. And again, I'm going to uh, okay. um, switch the third. I, I will stay on money topic, then I'll switch to something else while I'm thinking about it. First, mm -hmm. will be like uh, when uh, our listeners download, download the free wealth roadmap over there, I talk all about all these three different uh, the three steps to start building wealth. But in the end, I do show them how compounding interest works. This mm. will be just easy step for them just to go to my webpage, which is ohandamoneydoctor.com and they can download. That will be one thing that I will refer everyone if they decide to do so. And then second will be a book that I mentioned already, like Riches Man on Babylon, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, or another very again popular book is um, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Again, like this is a book about mindset, how people think and uh, how the wealth got uh, accumulated. I know it is book that was written almost now will be like century ago, maybe and um, still like applies at, until nowadays. The principles all always stay the same, and. Um, Third thing, again, the first is the Wealth Roadmap. Second is the book. The third thing that I will recommend for people just to take it easy, you know. Sometimes mm. we forget that we need to take pause. We need to breathe, take the walk in the morning to get the sun, uh, sunlight and uh, sunscreen if you are in um, Florida or in California, but in the meantime, just enjoy the nature and be connected with nature. Because when you are in nature, then you slow down a little bit because you are realizing like, oh, this tree is not just growing in front of my eye. It takes time for the tree become mm -hmm. this big. So you slow down your uh, your rush oh, all about mm. we, we touch a little bit nowadays with this social media internet with one click of the button we can have our food delivery in our door so we want everything right now but then you look on the trees and for three trees just enjoying the season you know and everything takes time i want to remind our uh, listeners that never get disappointed that, oh, this is like, oh, I'm just talking the stuff that I wish I did in 20, when I was 20 year old. No, you can do it while you are 40 or 50 or even 60, 70. So never late. I want to give the message. And the best way again to compare it with the nature, and we are part of the nature. We just got a little bit um, far from it. I believe with all the technology and our daily needs and everything. So in times we forget to be in nature. So I will challenge our listeners to take the time to go spend some time in nature just to see again how flowers are growing, how trees are growing. Maybe you will have a chance to see some birds or animals and you will see that the life, life is beautiful and life continues. For them, it doesn't matter if it is covid if it is a recession in economy, if the um, other currencies of the world becoming like uh, balancing U.S. dollar, the nature is moving forward. And I want us to be part of the nature, to remember that we are part of the nature. That will be my mm -hmm. third suggestion. That's a wonderful reminder. I love walks, but I don't, 
I don't think I've ever had that thought of, wow, this tree has been growing for decades and connected that with how I don't need to have everything right now or do everything right now. Love that. Thank you for that recommendation. Thank you. My pleasure, man. So I know people can find you through going to your website, ohanthemoneydoctor.com. How else can people find you online? The easy way, and I choose this name because of having the PhD, and I don't like talking about my titles. I myself, being a certified financial planner and being a doctor of economics, one of my friends told me like, oh, you should take this name, Money Doctor. So it will be something like, oh, people will relate to your brand and you as, a, as an individual. So the easiest way, again, on the moneydoctor.com, that's my webpage, where they will be able to even book a 30-minute free discovery call with me just to go over some questions they can have to see if I can bring value to their financial life and to do it better in a sense like I'll give some options for them to choose. So 30-minute complimentary call to, for our listeners on my webpage. Also, they will be able to download the free wealth roadmap from my website. But on social media, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, People can find me as Ohand Money Doctor as well. Okay, great. Wonderful. Well, I'll include those links in the show notes, and I hope people go and find out more about you. Thank I you really for joining me. I really appreciate this today. opportunity, Mary. Yes, thank you so much. My pleasure. Thanks for listening. If you found this episode helpful, please leave a review. And don't forget to follow or subscribe. Until next time, let's live well.